Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Hello and welcome to the Young Entrepreneur Syndicate Podcast. Rod Kuntz here and Jim Riley. How you doing, Rod? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you? Excellent. The, the I can feel the vibe in the air, man. Things are hustling and moving. Business is good for people in some places. I know you're hustling at the We're UPS hustling. facility. It's picking up and it's picking up right on time. So nothing has happened that's devastated that part of the economy. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a, what a joke to look at the news these days, you know, um, <laughs> we'll save that for we another day. I, I don't even know where to start, you know? I think I've been laughing at the news for the last couple of years, Jim. Yeah, probably right. And I hope you are too, if you're listening. All right. I got a topic. We're just going to jump right into it. Um, Let's go. And I'm going to give you credit for this topic, Rob, because, Uh-oh. um, a while ago, I don't even remember when, you gave me the book, Speak Like Churchill, Stand Like Lincoln. Yes. And um, it says 21 Powerful Secrets of History's Greatest Speakers. And uh, the lesson for today really is about how you present yourself as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as somebody in your community or even just somebody in your family. And what resonated with me about this, and by the way, get this book. I don't care what you do, get this book, what you do for a living or in general, but this book is worth reading. It's by James Humes, H-U-M-E-S, and it's Speak Like Churchill, Stand Like Lincoln. You can go to the youngentrepreneursyndicate.com. We've got a library of books that we recommend, and this book is there if you can't find it. It just links you back to Amazon, so I don't know. Take a look at our library. There's a lot of good stuff there, including Rod's book, my book, Rachel's book. Um, anyways, what resonated with me, Rod, and by the way, so I've I've been reading this book for almost exactly 30 days. Nor, and this book you could read probably in two sittings. It's not that long. But what I'm doing is just dissecting a chapter or a half a chapter or a fraction of the chapter based on the subject matter. Um, cause I want it to resonate and it's, it's a nice tool. I'm going to keep this on my desktop and, um, utilize as a tool, as a reminder for not only my public speaking, but this is what I like the most. It gives you great tips on how to speak, uh, to other people, how to present yourself. And it says in, in the chapter I read today, it says, 
it doesn't matter what you're speaking on or the content or how long it is. You could just be introducing a colleague, you know, uh, at work. You could be introducing a new business strategy or just about anything where you're in front of people and you have their attention. You can utilize the skills that you obtain in this book. Or let's, if you don't decide to get the book, um, think about the strength that you have to influence in a positive way. I'll say that in a positive way for the better through your words and your actions. If you've been given the stage and, and that stage, you know, it doesn't have to be literally the stage. It just means you've been given an audience. Maybe you're at a dinner party and somebody asks you a question in front of the others. You know, maybe you're at dinner with six people. Hey, Rod, what do you think about such and such? You have the stage. How do you present yourself? How do you carry yourself? How do you present your message? How do you respond? Has a lot to do with who you are, what you stand for. And there's no reason not to use that opportunity to share your values in a meaningful and authentic way. So um, that's what I want to talk about today because I I, I think we, we look at our daily opportunities and you you think that they're so small but yet they're so great. And, um, you know, you wonder how people find success or they find roles in leadership or how they're being picked to do a task or how they're being picked to be on the team. It's how they carry themselves in those small moments that make the difference, in my opinion. What What do you say? Well, this is what I say. Number one, get the book. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it is really one of the best analysis of the best speakers, the most influential speakers that our world has produced that, you know, at least in the modern era where we know how people speak, right? I mean, I'm sure that, you know, Jesus Christ was a a better speaker than anybody listed in that book um, based on on the evidence of uh, what he accomplished. However, we don't have any audio of that. We just have the written, but even the written gets back to it. So I have a couple of takeaways. Number one, when you're speaking, and and it could just be, you know, giving, like you said, introducing a new employee or introducing yourself to a new group. Yeah. Or making a toast. I I've had the the pleasure of actually uh doing the nuptials for three different couples when they mm-hmm. got married. Mm-hmm. And I, I sit down and interview them first, and and then I, I, I do a a short, a brief, you know, talk, um, at each one of those, and, and it's just been incredible to see what you can tie in about people's character, right? Yeah. It, you can you can make stories, but when you get up to speak at any occasion, you're giving other people a glimpse into your intellect. They really get to see how you process information and how you communicate. So you're giving them their first glimpse at you, right? We always talk about the first impression. And sometimes it's clothing. Sometimes it's how you carry yourself. If you slouch, if you walk with purpose. Uh, I'll give an example. There was a gentleman that we were interviewing for uh, a county position, a health board position. And he had unbuttoned lapels 
and his one of his shoes, the laces were his shoes. Number one weren't shined; they were kind of scruffy looking, mm-hmm. and his his shirt was not pressed. And I know any motel you go to, you can get an iron, right? Most of them have them in the room. His yeah. shirt was unpressed. The two buttons on his uh, collar were not buttoned, so they were there was a place for him, but they were they were flapping. And he interviewed much the way he was dressed. <laughs> it was just kind of sloppy. And so the book you're talking about and these occasions that we have, it cleans up our speech. It's, and one of the tips I remember from that book is it's slow down. Yeah. We don't have to give all this information. It's like, even if you have a paragraph of information, typically you can just give it in four bite-sized chunks and slow down and pause, the power of the pause. And the second thing is the beauty of our language. And I'm going to use this real quick because I I hear it and see it all too often. And that is the laziness of people's speech. Yeah, for sure. And and I I fall into that sometimes my myself when you know I'm using contractions when I shouldn't. You know, when I could spell out the or say the entire word instead of you know, cannot instead of can't or you know, yeah instead of yes. I mean, we'll have those shortcuts that we use. But when you're giving something that's a little bit more official or more formal, we need to clean it up. And let's go the next step here and and say, let's really clean it up and stop using vulgarity. You know, vulgarity is just a a shortcut because you can't think of or you don't want to take the time to use the appropriate adjective. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you or adverb or whatever, you know, you just you throw in a, you know, something, some slang word or or anything like that. And it just, it's not becoming, let's just put it that way. And it's not becoming on men or women. Yeah. And I was, I was in the military, you know, there's that old adage, oh, you could cuss like a sailor, right? Yes, they, they, they do. And, and they can, but you can come up with alternatives to swear words. And so work on cleaning that part up. If, if you've got that, that tendency to, you know, throw out the slang or throw out the profanity, clean it up, start there. And um, especially, especially in a, a formal business setting, there's yeah. no place for it at all. On a casual setting, you know, we all kind of, you know, turn a, a blind eye or a blind ear to it. But you're, you're showing people your, what's inside of you when you open your mouth. And boy, there's so much scripture on that too. You know, the tongue is the rudder. <laughs> it's steering yeah. the ship. So and, if you want to know where that ship's going, listen to what's coming out of the mouth. Well, I certainly know I could clean up my language a little bit better, especially with some kids around the house. Um, you said something that uh, reminded me of an experience I had with Arnold Palmer back in the day when I was sponsoring him as an athlete. If you don't know Arnold Palmer, he's one of the the legendary PGA Tour golf pros. Dating before back Tiger probably. Woods. Yeah, before all that. Yeah, I mean, he goes back to the 30s and 40s. Classic. Um, but we used to have him sign a lot of, we we bought a bunch of T flags, you know, it goes on the on the pin, you know. Right. And um, I think they call them pin flags, actually. And they were branded, and Arnold would sign them for us as a company to hand out to our customers as a little memorabilia. And we'd sit at his desk and um at his house pretty cool actually and uh he would you had to allocate a lot of time because the way arnold looked at it is if somebody 
asked him and took the time to ask him for his autograph. It should be legible. And if you ever, if you ever want to know if it's an authentic Arnold Palmer signature, you should be able to read it because he will sit meticulously, write his name so that it's legible. And he says, you know, Jim, I take a lot of pride in that. And, you know, what an honor it is that somebody's asking me for my autograph. And so when you talk about our speech and the opportunities that we've been given to speak in front of people, what an honor that is that people are willing to give you the airtime to listen. And we should honor that time, just like Arnold does with the signature and, you know, use appropriate language, be thoughtful, be authentic, and maybe even use that opportunity to educate a little bit, or at least at a minimum, give a good indication of what type of person you are in your thoughtfulness, your candor, and your ability to convey a message appropriately, especially if you've been asked to introduce somebody or a eulogy or, you know, what a, presenting an award or something. Um, what got me thinking about this topic today, besides the book, Rod, was just an irritation I have um, when somebody's asked to give like a eulogy or a best man, you know, give the best man speech or, you know, made an honor. And they pull out like a notepad, you know, this completely written speech and folded up paper, you know, and it's like, I want it to come from the heart. And maybe, maybe my expectations are a little bit high, but I just feel like if you know the subject, and in this case, it'd be probably a close friend, somebody that you loved or somebody that you love and care about, that you speak from the heart authentically and real, and you don't need to pull out a folded up piece of paper and certainly don't start it by saying, I'm not very good at this, right. you know, and then roll it out. I mean, you can be good at it. Take the time to practice that speech, to practice what you're going to say. You've been honored with the time. You've been honored with the request. Yeah, you can write those things down at home, but practice it in front of the mirror, practice it in front of your spouse, or your kids, or I don't know, your teddy bear, but practice it. You've been honored and show up with the honor of being able to do that, not pulling out a folded up wrinkled piece of tissue paper or something you grabbed in the last minute to write a few notes down and give that presentation, that, that eulogy or that, that speech as the best man, you know, with power, authority, and authenticity and say all those wonderful things that you actually know that you may not ever get down on paper, you know? Well, something also happens, Jim, when you're spontaneous. There, there's a fire that happens and, and you may have a glimpse of brilliance that you you don't have when you're sitting at your computer or when you're sitting down with a notepad in front of you and you're writing stuff down. Sometimes things come to you. And that's what I think something I've seen with some of the best and greatest speakers is they may have a memorized presentation, but it's when they go off script that you see that stroke of genius, that stroke of brilliance, that, that real touch that comes. Mm -hmm. And you have to leave room for that. There has to be room for that. So I'm, I'm going to throw out a little disclaimer here too, because I agree. I think people need to be prepared. And some people are nervous, especially if they haven't done a lot of it. But it's okay to have a note card that has maybe bullet points on it. Because if you, especially if you're doing Q&A and you might get off track, 
and maybe to have a note card that says, okay, this is the other point that I wanted to make sure I covered today. But it should just be a bullet point, you know, just one word or one small phrase. You should have just yeah. a couple to make sure that you're you're covering that, talking about that um, spontaneously and authentically. Like, and what did you say with with power and authenticity and authority? That comes out naturally, and Absolutely. leaving room for that, leaving room for that, takes some spontaneity as well. So even if you're preparing a speech, I think you should, if you pause long enough. And if you read the crowd, that's the other thing. You can read an audience and they may it what you prepared may not be resonating. And you better be ready to recognize and switch gears. Well, and look, you're talking about some great techniques on how to present well in front of others. And those are also talked about in the book. And and yes, at times I will use a note card to keep me on track and on topic, but the note card might say, Tell a story about Arnold Palmer, right? That might be all it says. That's then, it. then I'm going to go into my story about Arnold Palmer and sitting there with him writing autographs because I, I was there. I was there. There's no way I could write down on a piece of paper exactly how I felt in the moment. And like you said, read the audience. You know, if, if I'm in a room full of golfers and I know that I, there's probably not a ton of golfers listening to the show, maybe there is, I, I don't know. You know, I might go into detail of what Arnold's home looked like. You know, the fact that his wife, Winnie, walked in and said, hey, can I get you an Arnold Palmer? <laughs> you know, because that's his drink, iced tea and lemonade. You know, the fact that I sat on the other side of his desk to the left, there was a stack of flags on the ground on my left that I handed each one to him individually and moved him off to the right carefully methodically with a piece of tissue paper in between each one, right? All these little details, um, some of his memorabilia on the wall, what you saw looking out his window. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch -ch -chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch -ch -chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I would never be able to write all those things down on a piece of paper and capture the audience the way that I could by just telling the story as I remembered it. Right. 
you know, and if I'm reading the audience and they're looking at me going, oh my gosh, tell me more. Now apply that story, a moment in my business history, apply that story to your own scenario of your best friend or your brother or your sister says, will you be my best man at the wedding? Will you be my maid of honor and give that speech? Yes, I will. And what does that sound like? What detail do you want to convey convey your love and affection for that person when you're in front of an audience? And I guarantee you, when they ask you to do it, they're not thinking, well, they're going to get up and say, I'm not very good at this, and whip out a wrinkled up piece of paper. That's their moment. They're, they're waiting for you to convey the love and affection they have for you, and hopefully to say something nice that will convince the rest of the room that this marriage was worthy enough, right? And, right. And so think about all the scenarios in your life where you have an opportunity, an opportunity to make a difference in other people's lives in a meaningful, truthful way by telling your stories. And so going back to the purpose of the discussion today is that we all have the ability to present ourselves well. And, and, you know, with that affection needed to convey the message, you know, and if you're not doing it, what a shame on all the missed opportunities that are out there for you. Well, I think, I think honing our public speaking skills and not just the skills, but just feeling comfortable doing it, right? Being, Mm -hmm. being put on the spot and being comfortable with that is something that will improve your business. Absolutely, positively improve your business. And so this is the Young Entrepreneur Syndicate. You know, if, if you're an entrepreneur, you need to be working on your speaking skills. And I can tell you that the, the old adage in sales and marketing, uh, specifically in multi-level, was the person who has the microphone is the person who makes the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the person with the marker in their hand who's actually teaching is the person who who makes the money. If you want to make the money, you need to have a microphone in your hand. You need to be that person. And gosh, that's going to be passe after a while. We won't even have microphones because everyone's doing little headsets, right? That, know. You know, you, you, don't have, you don't even know you're mic'd up now. It's almost invisible. But I like having that something in my hand. It, it you get comfortable doing that and and practice your speech. And I'll tell you, when you hear a swear word come out of my mouth, and it does happen, I'm not perfect. uh, You know that it's a special occasion of some sort. (laughs) It's like, it will be an attention getter because, wow, you don't hear that coming out of Rod's mouth. Something, something must be up. Somebody triggered him or there's, it's, it's an emphasis point, not just something that, that is spewed out because there's, it's a filler. Yeah. Not laziness. So a couple of tools I was just thinking about, you know, as it relates to how do you give some impact and strength behind your speech? And I'm not talking about a speech, you know, up in front of a group. I'm talking about just in general. And uh, it's interesting. So I can, I consult for a, a property near me. They've got a retail store. And oftentimes I go down there just to check on things and walk the property and, you know, they're in the middle of their business day. So sometimes I just lend a hand, you know, throw some bags of feet on a cart and take it outside for the customer and load up their car. And, you know, they look at me, they're like, 
or even they'll say, oh, hey, you own this place? I'm like, no, I don't. Oh, I thought you did just, you know, the way you're walking around or, you know, you're so helpful. Well, here's a tool for y'all. Have pride in what you do. Carry the authority of that pride in what you're doing. Have passion for what you're doing. Give it your best. Go beyond what you're asked to do. The reason why I'm down at that property is I may have a meeting with the owner, with the manager. I may be following up on something that I'd tasked to get done for them to be more successful and make more money. That's why I'm really down there. There's nowhere in my, <clears throat> excuse me, in my job description or in my title that says, pick up bags of feed and load it into the customer's car whenever you're there. No, that's not it. But the tools I've learned is how to carry myself and how to have passion. And I guarantee you, if you start carrying yourself that way and have passion for what you're doing, regardless of what it is, that people start to look at you differently. They will ask you, are you the owner of this property? No, I'm not, but I'm a consultant. And I'm here to help these guys. I'm here to help you too. Load the car up. Wow. Maybe you can help me in my business because I like how you carry yourself. I thought you were the owner. Clearly, you have pride in your work and you care about what you're doing, right? So these are tools, things that you can think about to become a better speaker or presenter of whom you are and what you represent. And you can find that in your daily activities, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I think too, Jim, that people can find more opportunities to speak. And let's start with local school boards. If you got something to say, there's a way to practice. Just get up. You're just talking to your neighbors. Yeah. You're just talking to a few people at a time and you're just telling it. You could be up there for 13 seconds, but it, it gets a microphone in front of you and you get to say something and your voice matters. And city councils or any board meeting, any any of your government board meetings, they all want input. They're In fact, they're desiring, they're begging for input because they don't want to be making all these decisions in a vacuum. You know, and there aren't enough people who get up and speak. So there there are those occasions. And if you want to get a little bit more into it and really polish up, Toastmasters. And yep. I know, Jim, you know, you and I have both spoke spoken at uh, Toastmasters, and it's a phenomenal opportunity for people to hone their skill a little bit and watching other people. You know, the book is great, by the way. I'm, I'm going back to that book because it's the best book on public speaking. I've, I've got... Uh, a plethora of them in my library, but that is the best and my most highly recommended. But you can watch TED Talks. You know, these are people who have practiced getting a 13-minute, typically it's right around 13 minutes, presentation with a, a great beginning, middle, and an end that is full of content, relevant content, and watch how they do things. And they're just everyday average people, most of them, but they get comfortable telling a story, their story, on a stage, behind a mic. And every single person has a story. Everyone has a story. And I would love to hear more stories, Yeah, more people's stories. I, You know, you learn something from everyone you meet if you have the, the time and you take a moment to get them talking. And gosh, I've, I've met so many interesting people that I'd love to see on stage telling their story that have probably never, ever had a microphone in their hand and they're the people I'd want to talk. I would, I would want to listen to their talk. So 
And, and every single person listening to this has a story. Your favorite story from growing up, your favorite high school story, your favorite sports story, your favorite hunting story, your favorite car ride story, what a family outing, whatever. Everyone has a story that can be polished and shared that can touch people's lives and hearts. And that's really what we're talking about with speech. We're trying to touch people's lives and hearts and do that effectively. And we can we, all do it better. Yeah, absolutely. We had a great lesson on our Young Entrepreneur Syndicate call a couple of weeks ago by Rachel. And uh, she talked about, you know, uh, Simon Sinek says, one of the best lessons he ever get, gave was when somebody says, what do you do for work? Instead of telling them what you do for work, give them your why. Give them your why. And oftentimes in that why is exactly what you said, Rod. Everybody has a story. Yes. I'm I'm doing this because da-da-da-da, and this is what I do, right? It's such a great opportunity to tell your story. And, and look, you can think in your downtime what that sounds like when somebody asks you. And I would, I would recommend having a good answer for that because people would be more inclined to hear your story and your why as opposed, as opposed to just what do you do for work. They're asking that question usually to fill up some time or that uncomfortable silence to be courteous. You might as well give them your why. Because that why might lead into their why into something else and so on and so on. So I just, I love that lesson. Um, you know, it goes back to what I say. If I hear, if I read one sentence in a book, it was worth reading the entire book for that one sentence. Or if I hear one podcast, one, one coaching session and um, you know, what a great example of a way to start a conversation. Um, you know, there's other easy tools, you know, if you're not comfortable joining Toastmasters, I think they kicked me out, Rod. I kept getting those table topic blue ribbons. <laughs> um, you know, there, there's other there's ways. Always to, a rub. <laughs> there's other ways to just express yourself or get comfortably and comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, I find myself doing this naturally. I guess I'm that person, I suppose. But you know, let's just say you're in line at the store, and the person at the register is going, "Hey, I didn't see such and such." You know, and you, you might interject and say, oh, I saw that over there on aisle four. Or, hey, you know, they don't sell it here, but they sell it over there. Or maybe you're in line waiting for Starbucks and they're calling out a name three or four times and nobody's answering. Maybe you help them. Like, hey, Susie, your coffee's ready. You know, just expressing your voice or your, you know, a helpful um, tool once in a while when you're in the outside environment, you know, will get you comfortable speaking up in uncomfortable situations. I mean, look, you're standing in line at the coffee shop. Okay. You see Susie sitting on the right and you hear the guy on the left calling Susie's name, but they're not connecting. How hard would it for you, for you to be go, Hey Susie, I think they're calling your name, but we don't do it. Like God forbid, if we speak up and help this transition out, you know, that, that we can clearly see what's going on, you know? Um, but these are great little scenarios to start getting out of your comfort zone and it may develop into going to a Toastmasters or volunteering to, yeah, hey, Thanksgiving's around the corner. <laughs> like it or not, most people finally decide to say a prayer around that Thanksgiving dinner. Maybe this year you volunteer to give that prayer. It might only be 15 seconds, but at least you're stepping up out of your comfort zone and go, hey, you know what? I'll pray for the meal at Thanksgiving. That's a way that you can start getting used to speaking in public, your words coming out of your mouth 
based on your own individual thought. So, um, Rod, I love giving some tools so people can actually apply this when they turn the show off or while they're listening to the show. I don't, I don't know where they're listening at. All right. So here's a tool. Everyone can use this one. It's coming right up. You just mentioned Thanksgiving. It doesn't even have to be the prayer, folks. If, if Folks, that sounds such an old-fashioned <laughs> word, doesn't it? Yeah. People. People out there. Listeners. How's that? Okay, listeners. If you want to find a way to practice this, Thanksgiving is coming up. Everyone's already thinking about it. Believe me, people are thinking about their Thanksgiving holiday. Kids are going to get time off from school. Thanksgiving is in the air and it's on people's minds. So next time you go out, just ask the person in line in front of you or ask the cashier, hey, Thanksgiving's next week. What are you most thankful for? Mm. Ask the question. What are you most thankful for? What are you thankful for this year? Let me tell you, I could go down a list. This would, we'd have to go out for coffee if somebody asked me that question. Well, there's not time to get it done right now. (laughs) I'm thankful for a whole lot of things. And that's a great icebreaker. Yeah. What are you thankful for? Just start there and start this week. Start today. When you're done listening to this message, and even if you're listening to this down the road after Thanksgiving's already over, Thanksgiving's coming again next year. Just use that as your icebreaker. What are you thankful for? What are you most thankful for today? Besides the fact that you woke up and you're still alive for one more day on earth, what are you most thankful for? Let's start there. Easy. I love it. I love it. And and you know what? It doesn't have to be near Thanksgiving. Somebody could say, how's your day going? Because people are still pretty good at that. You could say, it's going great. What are you most thankful for? You know, not not that hard. Let's end the show on that. And, and here's, I'm going to give some homework like Rachel does in the syndicate. Like the homework is, I would love, 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 love to see what you're thankful for on Instagram or Facebook. And please tag the Young Entrepreneur Syndicate at Young Entrepreneur Syndicate or tag, tag myself, Jim Riley Montana, or Rod, he's at Warpath Alliance. Tag any one of the three of us and just tell us what you're thankful for. Tell the world what you're thankful for. I would love for you to do that because you know what? thankfulness and gratitude makes this world a better place. I wake up every morning. I've got a group of friends, 5.30 every morning now. We've been doing it for 30 days. And, um, you know, we get into our devotionals and stuff like that, but we text each other five things that we're thankful for. And you know what? Every single day, I've got a massive list in front of me that I could list out. You know, it's way beyond five because there's so many wonderful things that are happening in my life. And I know they're happening in yours too. So, Let's let's put some more gratitude out there. Rod, I'll I'll do it. one and tag you. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. There you go. Let's get All this right. thing started. So thanks for tuning in. Hey, if you're interested in more, we do these shows weekly. So uh subscribe to our channel. If you want to be a part of the Young Entrepreneur Syndicate community, feel free to join up. It's 99 bucks a month. We meet on Zoom every Monday night. We have 30 minutes of compelling discussion like this, and then we open it up for Q&A, hopefully bringing value not only to the person that asked the question, but the entire group. By the way, uh, one of our members, Jocelyn, just had a her book launch, uh, yes. very successful, and I know the, the group itself helped her succeed in her success of getting bestseller. So, you know, I'm I'm proud of those things. The book's called Voice Inside. Voice Inside, you can get it on Amazon. But I'm just proud that together as a community, we come together and support one another. You know, I think this is the fourth 
book of members, third or fourth anyways. Um, you know, that's what it's all about. So if you're interested in being a part of something like that, we'd love to have you. Rod, look forward to another topic next week. You know, I'll have one for you. I know it. I like being put on the spot. By the way, I did have uh, somebody, a well, listener to the show, had a, a topic, a recommendation. I said, well, I'll have to pass it on to Jim via text and see if he springs it on us. So, <laughs> Okay, we'll send it. All right. I might mix it in. All right. Right Perfect. on. Thanks, thanks for tuning in. See y'all later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.